All right, Vekas, before we get into this very special episode, we got to thank our daddies of the pod, especially this week, and you will see why. We got to thank Kayla, Robin, Jordan Texera, Jay Lingle, Spencer Grieve, Javier Mera, Sheila Valeri, Chandler, Luana Galbano, Ali Santana, Carla Horlo, Kimberly Quaylin, Alonso of My Face 69, Donia Zanad, Jimmy, Kimmy, sponsored by Mommy of the Pod, Hollister584, Live Lot, Cat, Future Dog Tour Dion, Steph Grossi, JB Fresh, Laura, Emily Gillenwater, Cody Hull is my F1 daddy, Branch W, Keep Up the Signs Hate, we gotcha, Hunter Scruggs, Salmonella, Mozzarella, I'm a LeClaire fan, and Yes It Hurt, Jay Kess, and our two newest daddies, Sig Malonso for president, and George Russell is evil Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. And last but not least, the daddy himself, the daddy on the pod this week, Mohammed Patel. Thank you, daddies. What's up, Vangas? Hello, Vangas. How is everybody doing? How are you doing? I'm so excited, I'm Matt. I'm so excited for this. I just can't hide it. You know why? Because it's bring your children to work. <laughs> it's it's not bring your children bring to work day. Dad, it's bring your dad, dad to school day. That's really what it is. It's 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 what is it called? That career day. It's career day. It's career day. Yes. We have a listen. We talk about the daddies of the pod, yeah. right? We talk about the daddies of the pod. What it means to be a daddy. What it really means to be a daddy is that. You get to fucking, like, if you're cool, be on the podcast, because that's what's happening today. This is low-key just an advertisement for the Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today, we have Daddy Muhammad, Muhammad Patel, who is a environmental engineer <laughs> who works in environmental policy for a larger corporate conglomerate or something. We'll explain <laughs> That's what he better. does to put... Food on the table that's for what his does put children. That's right for us. And, he, and and today you're all sitting in class, and you're going to learn what our daddy does for work and, as it relates to F one. As a, and, and and as it relates to F one. And so we're we are very thrilled to have Daddy Muhammad on the pod. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here, and also to all the to all the people on the fence about the Patreon. You know, it's pay to play. Like, <laughs> just give give some money, and you can you can do whatever you want. So. So wait, um, I I probably butchered kind of a, a a vibe of what you do. So can you explain to the people what you do and what we're going to be doing today? Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. So no, you got it a lot a lot of it right. I I have an environmental engineering degree, uh, but currently I work in climate policy, specifically transportation climate policy in the U.S. Mainly regionally based in Chicago. Um, shout out Chicago and. I work mainly on like clean vehicles, clean fuels, um, and like overall governance and sustainability and how do we transition from a very high intensity carbon economy to something that's a bit cleaner, a bit better for everybody's health and uh, better th yeah. for the environment. So today we have a lot of stuff on the table, but it's like we're going to go through the F1 plan, hopefully get on some common understanding of what is sustainability, like these buzzwords that we hear all the time, net zero, uh, greenhouse gases, you know, biofuels. What are all these things that you're hearing? And you just, you know, yeah. what is that? And what does it actually mean? Um, and maybe, I don't know, talk a little shit. Well, yeah. but, well, you, but you do hear this a lot, right? You hear net zero by 2030, right? And you hear that carbon neutral by 2030, right? Is that, and you hear this a lot, like in, in 
the larger, you know, yeah. lots of commercials. It's, it's bandied like, about. It's bandied about. It's kind of, you know, it's one of these check marks that it seems like a lot of companies like are dying to have. Like we're carbon neutral, okay? We're we're just carbon neutral. Yeah, okay? we're not bad. We're not good. We're neutral. Um, what? Yeah, what? Are, what are these terms? What do these terms mean? And why is it important for like larger companies to like have this check mark next to them? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Everybody's using it. You have how many pictures have you seen yeah. of like a huge yeah. swath of forest with like a Mercedes Benz right in front of it? You know, it, it's it's the same formula. So it's, you're like, if this is a Mercedes Benz, it's basically a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so there are a couple a couple of those terms, right? So we can start off with uh, net zero, right? So net zero means that the amount of greenhouse gases that you're emitting is equal to the amount that you're taking out of the atmosphere. Right. Um, and it's important because much of our planning around climate change is, is this idea of how do we get how do we reduce emissions and keep global warming under 1.5 degrees Celsius? And what a lot of that looks like from an economic perspective is reducing your carbon emissions um, and balancing it out with, you know, how much we're how much trees are taking out of the atmosphere, like what coral reefs are doing and things like that. Right. Um, so it's, it's carbon accounting for the most part. Um, and it's a fancy little trick to say that like we're doing something, but it you know it's got a it's a bit of a black box, and understanding where these things coming from is really important. Now, it, it, this is what I've my dumb brain knows like one thing about this, and you can tell me whether the, this is true or not. It's like when you say like um, you know the amount of uh, CO two that we're emitting versus taking out of the atmosphere. Doesn't this happen a lot of times where companies, it's like that they just buy like buybacks from other companies? Yeah, exactly. And a huge part of this is that, right, if we're talking about an accounting tool, so what does that lead to? It creates a market where you can Cre buy and trade accounting. these things, right? Exactly. So 100%, right? Like, so there's, how, how do the buybacks work? So Does that no carbon credits, right? And that's a great, great thing to think of next. And I think net zero is important to understand. But what if you're interested in climate, and you're interested in like actually making a difference, you have to look at just the positive carbon emissions that are being done, right? Like in the overall accounting of what we need to limit, we're going to need to pull carbon out of the atmosphere. But in the meantime, over the next 30 years, we need to cut emissions, right? Like that's the biggest thing we can do. But at least it's like carbon yeah. credits idea or carbon offsets, this buyback thing that you're talking about, right? And the concept there is that um, oh, yeah. if I build enough, if I plant enough trees, you know, if I save enough natural environment that can automatically retain carbon out of the atmosphere, just as like photosynthesis, right? That's what you're doing. You're taking carbon out and putting oxygen uh, or taking carbon out of the atmosphere, putting oxygen into it, right? So we're saying that all these forests, all these mangroves, all these coral reefs are doing the job um, of pulling carbon out of the atmosphere naturally, right? And that's what's kept our climate in balance for so long. And that's why, you know, human-made climate change is such a disaster, right? Because we've thrown the planet out of equilibrium in terms of yeah. the amount of carbon that's in the atmosphere, right? And I say carbon, and I'm going to use that a lot, but greenhouse gases like is the methane. more accurate term, and it covers now, so, things other than yeah. carbon. So, so, right. so Like so methane. Kind of like, these are the climate-warming gases. So a lot of these companies are saying, kind of like me, where it's like, I don't have to cook. I don't have to take, like with my girlfriend, right? I don't have to pick up after myself. I could ignore her all day. And then I just, you know, buy her an amazing dinner at the end of the day. I just do one pot. I do a bunch of positive things. And that will just like offset all the horrible shit <laughs> that I did all fucking day. Yeah. So wait, 
So is it is it a vibe where like a company will like literally they literally plant trees or they like hire a company over here or they give money towards like a Toto Wolf is physically yeah, planting it, the trees. Yeah. So <laughs> and I don't want to yeah. get too sidetracked on this because we're gonna <laughs> other terms and we're gonna see how like uh, how it this plays into Formula One. So I don't want to get too sidebar, but like like how do how does like a company yeah go about doing this in a typical manner. A hundred percent. So there are these carbon offset companies. There are these third parties, these companies that will basically say, hey, you pay us money and we'll either plant some trees for you or we'll protect a forest that's like imminently about to be okay. cut down. And I would just shout out like John Oliver has an awesome episode on carbon offsets. I'd recommend if anyone's interested, go watch it. Like he he dives into how it's created just like a false understanding. You've commoditized nature in a way that does not incentivize actually changing your behavior, right? So um, we can just build our way out. We can build enough right. trees. Um, you know, we can save enough trees and we'll be fine. And right. is that, okay, so in theory, is there is there merit to that? Or is this kind of like, is that a shame? Like, there's, there's not enough land for there's it. There's just not right? enough. There's like, not enough land for it. Right. And it takes yeah. too long for these trees to grow. Am I wrong, Mohammed? So yeah, you're looking trees, right? We look, look at the rings of a tree. It's going to take decades for these things to grow and reach maturity, which they can pull carbon out of the atmosphere. But also, it's like we've created a false understanding, right? We're saying that like, oh, um, if I'm protecting these trees, then I'm at it like I'm making a positive impact on the environment. But the framing should be just don't cut down the trees in the first place. No one cut any trees down. Let's not like do things. Unless it'd be a, it would be a shame if something happened to this fucking tree. Uh, yeah. Yes. But I say that this is very true unless they are in front of the Bellagio <laughs> in, in preparation for the F, <laughs> you know, race in Las Vegas. Cause guess what? Those trees, they're going back up. Yeah. Okay? They're going back up. Wait, yeah. So no, yeah, that definitely. And the Bellagio Fountain is like a big carbon sink. It it does a lot. So so so, yeah. so, <laughs> so you get a carbon you get a carbon offset for just for for like saving a tree that was moved. Yeah, but then you dive it John, yeah. So it's like the green mile red telephone yeah. comes in and it's like you've gotten a exactly. reprieve. It's not even no. a new tree planted. It's a it's a tree. And and get, what do you killed. think happens, right? Is that they they claim trees that are about to get killed that are there were in no danger of getting killed. That are like already preserved <laughs> land, right? Or on national parks, right? Like, right, right. so then they're like, they're literally oh, not doing God. anything, right? And I'm not saying, and and I don't, I'm not familiar with what the proportion is in a lot of these companies of what they're planting or what they're whatever. Um, but it's it's a very easily exploitable thing. So what are some other? So what are the, these other? Like, All right, so kill that, that one. Yeah, we got that one. So down. you got carbon offsets. You got net zero. Um, the other one, greenhouse gases, yes. we covered. It's like carbon is the big one, but methane, like you mentioned, and then also there's like other smaller ones that are uh, just like pack more of a punch, you can say. Uh, but carbon is by far the most used and the most abundant. Um, I, I want to talk. I want to ask about methane for a second. Go for yeah. it. Okay, because this is something. First of all, Muhammad, do you eat meat? I do. Okay, so you really have no leg to stand on here because you personally <laughs> are contributing a hundred percent. A great deal. Uh, you're yeah. you're a huge. Do you fly? I do fly. Yeah, and that's the Please, thing is, yeah, you, nobody's perfect, man. And you have lights. Do I see fucking lights on <laughs> in your fucking house? It's crazy. It's mm -hmm. crazy how you could sit here in your lit house with your with your belly full of meats. <laughs> coming at formula one yeah no but seriously i think there's something that 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 these companies use is is that they hit us with like 
that it's all about individual responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and and that's a really big part of it, right? Like 100 companies in the world are responsible for 70% of the greenhouse gas emissions that are happening. Now, the idea of a carbon footprint was created by BP in the early 2000s in order to convince people that they had a personal responsibility to the climate crisis, right? And, you know, oil companies knew back in the 70s that like burning excessive fossil fuels was going to lead to global warming. And, you know, you line all those things up for sure. It's like, we need to like control those companies. But again, I'm not gonna say there's not an aspect of personal responsibility because in the end you can choose where to spend whoa, your money, whoa. you know, like, Wait, hold on one second. I can eat all the meat that I want, correct? Sure. Relative. But, but, but the whole cowspiracy thing, yeah, yeah. Because because we because people were out there saying that the cows were the worst things. Well, they're not great for global warming. They're, they're like like and the reason, but the like cows are bad. But you also have to think about why they're bad, right? So yes, they release methane, but they're the the reason that they become so bad in recent years is because of these consolidated animal feedstock operations where we bring a bunch of cows into one place. Um, we like pollute the the water and soil with all their waste, but then you just have concentrated an entire area of methane forming, right? And like in the end, we're wasting so much food, right? We're wasting all this meat that like doesn't need to be made in the first place, right? And it, like, yes, you can eat all the meat you want, but there is something to be said for how that meat is made, how that meat is farmed, how that meat is processed, how that meat is like divvied up and like costed out, right? How it's transported, you know, all those things, right? So that's why people are so obsessed with like shopping local, right? Like sustainable farming practices, those things, because right. those will have an impact, right? So like, right. yes, your consumption is a, is a smaller than a drop in the bucket, but, but the your behavior is influencing. Is worse than a car. Well, but the, but also they only have impact as far as they like hurt the, because there's the machine that's going, right? There's like the machine of, of like the mass production yes. of all this stuff in terms of like, you know, I guess here's an interesting thing, right? And and now we're going to get into cars. And this is this is a, a different a thing apart from methane, but it speaks to this. It's like, now there's this new, it's like electric cars seem to be like the wave of the future. Like everyone's kind of hop on the electric car bandwagon. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that, A, but then I also think it's, it's you know, you can shop local. That's great. But like until there's a large demand that actually like hurts the pockets of like the mass production of meat that's not like sh shopping local you can just shop local and you can like feel good about yourself but that's not necessarily like affecting totally do you know what I'm i i completely like, i completely agree you can waste you can wait you can like save your toilet paper great as an individual yeah and be like i don't waste my paper well that's but there's this, still that, mass producing well, toilet the, for sure the f1 of this whole that's this whole question is like there's a continuum of like individual responsibility Versus like systemic. Yeah. But, but again, everybody lives on this whole thing. Yeah. You can think of yourself as an individual for sure. And I think that like that framing works. Right. And that's why, like, when you talk about climate policy, it's so important to look at where like the big hitters are and where the main points of regulation are. Right. Like, how can we adjust the way the market works? How can we adjust the way the system works? How can we address systemic issues to clean up the supply chain to clean up how we do it? Right. And I'll tie it to why F1 is, is, has a possibility to do this is because. F1 is very far reaching, right? And like, if you think about the way things work, there's like a ton of suppliers, there's a ton of factories, there's a ton of events, uh, uh, everything that goes into it, right? And something that's sort of a lot of companies that are trying to like say, they're doing a good job on this are saying that they're cleaning up their supply chains. They're making up clean, clean supply chain pledges, right? And what that means is they're doing everything they can to like work with their suppliers downstream to create like 
a better world for everyone, right? And and it's because they have the power because they're the main purchaser of it, right? So F, F1, F1 is doing this, you're saying? Well, I'm saying F1, this is what someone in F1's position could do if they leveraged all their power, right? I'm, oh, okay. F1 is saying that they will work with their suppliers. That's great. Um, They've made some other commitments. I think that like, in general, though, it's like an aspirational thing, right? Like F1 actually does have the potential to make a really big impact um, if they make really strong efforts to clean up every part of the series right okay so let's well, talk, let's, let's talk let's about get, what they've claimed that they're going to do so let's yeah. talk about yeah what they what they've said they're going to do they we we you hear net neutral net uh, carbon neutral or net net zero by 2030 mm-hmm. like what what's what's their plan as of now towards doing that and what do you feel like there could be like what what are what are they what are what's they your assessment of that yeah exactly. and, and how would you improve or no notes hundred no percent. So definitely notes. Um, but I think that like, <laughs> so one thing that's important, another just term to phrase all this in is, is life cycle emissions, right? Like, and, and I was sort of getting to that with that supply chain thing, right? Yes, we have yes. to think about the yeah. carbon intensity of a product or a service in the context of everything that's put into it, right? Cause that's the only way that we're going to really truly attack like the carbon crisis is by looking at every stage of production and manufacturing and delivery um, and eventual right. consumption, right? So, so I think that's really important context to dive into this. But what F1 is doing... So for example, not just like the car on the track, but like the energy that it puts to get the car to the track. Exactly. It puts to build the the yeah. carbon that 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 the car is made out of yeah, exactly. where was the chassis made what went into making what what materials went into making the chassis yeah, yeah, where where yeah. was it made and where was it delivered and what, yeah. all everything yeah, that goes yeah, into right. it and then where does it end up too? yeah yeah i mean to quote you Brian yeah 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 right <laughs> <laughs> no i think you're right on okay. you're right on there okay there so exactly um so f1 has this net zero by 2030 goal um you know, I think it's a great goal, but let's talk about what it is. They, they've balanced it out into four separate areas that they're going to look to improve their operations and their material usage and their overall carbon intensity. One is on the track, right? So that's the hybrid power units. They're saying fueled by biofuels is what they've called it. Um, the next one is on the move is what they call it. They say it's logistics and travel efficiency, right? So getting people from race to race. Um, yeah. Where we work, right? They're talking about their facilities, um, venues, and factories, right? Uh, and then they're balanced to zero. And this is the the carbon offset thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. They're saying credible biological and breakthrough technical action for sequestration. So that means that they're just trying, they're going to, one of their four pillars is to pull carbon out of the atmosphere a ton, you know? Okay. So, um, and then one more thing is the emissions breakdown, just so you all know, and I think you've already potentially caught on to this, is that their power unit emissions... Wait, sequestration is one of their plans? Sequestration is one of their plans, but th- that's a plan of a lot of people, right? It's this idea that like we can actually just like pull carbon out and, and bury it underground, or we can do something with it. And then well, it also... Well, well it's it, sequestration can also mean trees, right? It can also mean like carbon right. sinks, like forests, right? You're sequestering carbon okay, in, in plants and sorry. stuff like that. So, Sorry, wait, you could pull carbon out of the air and then bury it in the ground? Yeah, so that's people a... Have people it's people like, are thinking about doing that no they do it it's a big it's a big oil and gas thing right they call it carbon capture uh, and sequestration ccs where they're basically saying we're going to burn this gas out of this pipe like this like smokestack but we're going to prevent it from coming out using a bunch of like emissions technology and then we're going to take that like carbon put it in a pipeline and go bury it somewhere that's flat you know like so like in throw the it in the fucking like buried in the earth like yeah. megatron exactly like, like it's like a bad guy and what does that do to the does that fuck up the earth does it fuck up the soil we'll find out yeah i think I, i'm not super versed on the subject but that's the basic okay. concept okay. Okay. okay um 
So then the, the emissions break down, right? So only 0.7% of what F1 has calculated as their emissions. Now, they're not exactly clear on how deep in the life cycle they're looking, right? Like, I, I couldn't find the, like, their methodology um, that they used, which, like, goes a lot to, like, you know, maybe squint a little bit at these numbers. Um, but 0.7% is their power unit, so a really small amount. 7.3% um, is their event operations. 45% uh, is logistics. 19% is facilities and factories. And then 27% is business travel. So nearly a third is business travel. Almost half is logistics. Um, and the rest of it is made up of like venues and then the power unit. Right, because it seems like the actual, like, the actual cars how much those actual cars like are going to admit versus the like whole circus and all of the planes trains and automobiles that like it takes to actually like move this thing mm -hmm. around them actually driving around on the track seems like yeah, it's but like, the, the least impactful like in terms of actual uh, literal negative true yeah. true but yes the the fuel that they put in that 0.7% of the car for that for that half a second for that one smidge yeah that's the whole game right yeah so that's a big part of of their pitch and this is like when you th look at their overall plan something they talk a lot about is creating a new what they're calling a drop in fuel which i'm understanding is just something that anyone can use right like any car or whatever it's a gasoline that um because that's the future of automotive so auto that's the future of, like that's what I aramco see. and shell and all these companies are interested in is like what we are going to power our cars with in the future that is so potentially like less harmful to the environment they're trying to they're trying to power these cars with a with a type of fuel that is going to ultimately potentially be in road cars that will be yeah. not that will be that will be less harmful for the environment yeah and let me let me make let me make f1's case right like yeah. so uh, if i were f1 i would say transportation is uh at least in the us is the largest source of emissions in the us it's the second largest globally um yeah the major the vast majority of those emissions at least in the US are made by passenger vehicles right yeah. um if we can create a fuel that is completely carbon negative or carbon neutral um like net zero then we can theoretically make internal combustion engines like cars still last and everything be great and we don't have to like really switch to EVs or change anything um because we have created this net zero quote unquote fuel that everyone can use. And then we can use it in passenger cars and then we can make a new one. We can put it in trucks and then we can make a new one, put it in airplanes and we can make a new one. We can, you put it in ships, you know? Um, and it's like, so that is like one of the main like things that you see in their strategic plans is this idea of like, they are going to create the fuel of the future, right? Um, to replace gasoline and it's going to be net zero, right? What do we think of that? What do we think of the current, the new gas? So right now, nothing. What do, of Aramco's, what do we think of Aramco's new gas? Yeah. So right now, they, I mean, they haven't made it yet. I mean, at least from what I've seen, I'm sure they're working on it. But right now, there is no current scalable technology that meets that criteria. There's no, no one has accomplished something that is like able to be mass produced at low cost and low energy intensity um, and is fully net zero. Right. And I can walk you through what the different biofuels are and why they actually have resulted in sometimes more negative consequences for the environment um, and how we're going back to this idea of like accounting, carbon accounting, right? And, and the benefits are maybe not as all they're cracked out to be. Um, but that that's sort of one of the main pushes that we're seeing uh, as part of their strategic plans going into this net zero phase. I see. So, so F1, the organization is working on that. Maybe are they working with the teams? What do you yeah. feel like? Like what's... 
Okay. Yeah, they say they're working with Aramco and fuel suppliers and like their technology teams to create this drop-in fuel. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So Aramco, I did a little bit of research. Turns out they're actually the biggest polluter. Yeah, Aramco 4%, is four percent of all global emissions since 1967. I looked wow. that up. That is one they're company. That's they're the largest company in the world. They're the largest oil producer in the world and gas producer. Um, and yeah, like I said, they're a huge, huge carbon emitter, and they have everything to lose from decarbonizing. That is like, and they're the title sponsor of F1, right? So, how do we feel about this partnership, and how how good a faith effort do we feel like this is going to be? This is like. This does this feel like the wolf in the hen house a little bit to yeah, you, Mohammed? It does. It does. And it's it, and it's really just because of the title sponsor nature of it, right? And it goes to show like why then you can read into that, right? You can say, okay, what's the title sponsor's primary goal going into the next 20 years? It's actually to like expand oil production in a lot of ways, right? Like we just finished COP28, right? This the UN climate talks. Um there was a huge fight between climate activists and oil and gas companies, which showed up in force. The president of COP is an oil and gas executive. Um so you know let's just applaud the UN for its impartiality. And then we go and and they argued well enough, and there are no phase-outs currently in the international climate plans for oil and gas, only for coal at the moment, at least was what I, I saw. So so, it's, so the idea is that this fuel will not use any oil no, or gas? Well, like that's, that's the idea. No, they're saying it's, I mean, like, so the way these fuels work is that there's none of them that don't use oil, right? Like, yeah. they're all blended in some way. What they do is they take, like... They use oil. Yeah. Exactly. Gotta you gotta gotta have oil. Well, I know, but like, but uh, but it, it, Aramco is not going to pitch an oil-free oil. But, that's, but, I, but I, what I'm saying is, like, is there a world where this, like, them making this thing isn't detrimental to Aramco's business? Like, no. like all of a sudden, if every car, like, would there still be a thing where like Aramco would benefit from mm -hmm. this? Like, you know, is it is it? I'm pushing yes. back. I'm like, well, of course they're not going to like really create this thing that they keep saying they're going to make because it's Aramco. Is there a world where it's it's potentially profitable where, where Aramco can still use its production yeah. in a way that is not harmful to the environment? Or well, like, yes, in, in an ideal world, in an ideal world, for sure. Okay, so that'd be so great. What could Aramco? What could a non-evil move be by Aramco here? Um, I don't. I don't sorry, know what sorry. that would what, be. What, what would a non what would a non prop because because from my understanding is 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 the move that oil companies are doing now is they're doing the ethanol like they're they're cutting it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It. It's they're, like it's the what's the ethanol is the new um it's their 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 it's 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 not the pure it's cocaine. Not the, it's, it's not the it's, pure it's cocaine. It's shit. cut with other shit now. Yeah. Hopefully it's not and hopefully it's not fentanyl. Hopefully <laughs> yeah. it's not fentanyl. Yeah. It's right? just crude oil. No. Um, it's just it's, crude oil. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, yeah. And and what a like first generation biofuels like ethanol right are is basically you grow a bunch of corn, um, you then blend it, you like pulp it down, and then you blend it with gas or a certain blend of fuel, and then all of a sudden it's. It's more it's fuel efficient. Poison. It's more, more, yeah, it's more, <laughs> more friendly for the environment. But, but what we, and we can learn lessons from what's happened, right? So with ethanol production, what you've actually seen is that 
it's resulted in some pretty poor outcomes for soil quality and water quality, right? You're using but a lot of pesticides. it burns cleaner, right? It technically. technically burns cleaner, yes. It has a lower carbon density. But a lot of the benefits of that, the accounting that they use, is also included in what they're saying is, this corn is growing, so it's automatically storing carbon. So I'm then burning it. Um, and the carbon it's releasing into the atmosphere is offset by the carbon that it sequestered initially, right? But again, remember what I said earlier, like, just don't burn it at all, right? Like, just leave it be. Let it do its job as a carbon sink, right? And and that's where a lot of this accounting comes in. So yes, it burns slightly cleaner when you're actually, like, lighting it on fire, for sure. And there are definitely certain, like, greenhouse gas pollutants and others that are mitigated. But overall, like you're still creating a fuel that you're burning, right? And in the end that's putting carbon into the atmosphere. And you're fucking and you're and you're like now creating way more land for right. and food and Exactly. So that's a huge part of it, right? So like in Illinois where I live, um a, like over a third of the arable land that's being used is being used for corn that's going to be sold for ethanol, right? Um there's like a huge a huge amount of land that's being used for ethanol and not fuel or like biofuels and not food. And if we were to like, and this is why I, I said scalable earlier, if we were to create a biofuel with current technology that is able to fit every, like cover all of the costs of gasoline currently, it would need to take up every possible piece of arable land in the world. Like, and we know and we wouldn't be able to eat food. Like, it's like we would have to take every, there's not enough land to be able to actually offset it in the way that they would like to say it can. Meaning, so, like, it would, you'd have to replace, like, you'd have to replace everything you've, you're growing yes, with yes. something that you're inevitably going to mix and burn. Right, right, right. So basically, I'm just skeptical of this, Aram, of this Aramco deal. And that, that the idea that, that that Aramco is going to lead the way in this, because I mean, yes, if you look at F, if you want to get caught up in the weeds of F1's footprint, uh-huh. right, of how they can like as a, as a corporate entity, how they can lower their footprint. I mean, they just first of all, they just got to change their race schedule, right? Right. It's yeah. Like bullshit. They they should you know hit all their Middle East races, hit all their European races. Hit all their, you know, but they'll they'll never do that, right? They're not going to ever do, you know, Vegas, Miami, then Austin, right? Yeah, that would just completely kill them, right? But yeah, I mean, well, it it wouldn't, it wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like it's like uh, that because it in terms of their exactly like their literally F one's impact, like them as a company, yeah, what they what what their carbon footprint is, as you say, like. They would treat themselves like a rock tour. Right. They would just go from place to place Which in a, I don't in a think non-stupid I don't way. I think it's that's necessarily like a bad idea. I mean, I, yeah. I understand why they don't do it. It's profit. It's like it's you know they they have their individual contracts with all these individual places, yeah. and they're like, well, we want it then. Okay, well, okay, okay, we'll go to you know <laughs> Saudi Arabia, yeah, and then, then we'll go to Mexico. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then yeah, yeah, and then and then we'll go. You know, back like, we'll, to we'll go to we'll go to Bahrain in the beginning of the year. Yeah, and then we'll go. And then we'll go back, and then we'll go all the way to the North America, and then we'll go back to the Middle East at the end of the year. Right, it doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you throw Melbourne in there and Miami back to back, right? Like, right. yeah, it, it, it provides, I will say, it provides the most opportunity for decarbonization is if they can improve their travel and logistics schedule, right? And, right. and, 
you know, then it just also makes transport easier and cheaper and you spend less money and you reduce the overall life cycle of your emissions because every part of what you're doing is just taking less energy overall, right? And that can have a huge impact. But I guess um, me personally, I don't care as much about that as, as like what they can do as like thought leaders. Yeah, exactly. And for, and for the for tra- for transportation. Yes, and their forward. claims their claims that they're making are I like I would I would I see where they're coming from, right? Like F1 as an innovation series has the potential to like create new good technology that can be scaled and everyone will use and it'll make everything better and more fuel efficient and batteries last longer and all those things. And I think they can and should do that. Um and I think they are going to try to do that, right? Now with like the drop in fuel, I'm skeptical because like that's, you know, that's like a hard that like nothing really exists at that scale right now. Something that can be ported everywhere, right? So, but like overall, I think they have an opportunity to really help the world potentially. But like, let's also just you know keep our expectations in check a little bit. Do you so so? There's, I guess, that's the type of thing. Like, like even if they do invent this fuel, even if they do like over the next how, by 2030, this non-fuel fuel. come up with a fuel, this non-fuel fuel. What you're saying <laughs> is. To get that to be actually scalable so that you can get that in at your shell gas station when you go there, the actual like mechanisms to making that possible are like not even really feasible. Well, maybe it is. Maybe they're, maybe they know a lot more than I do. Right. But like from what I've seen, it's, it's, it, it's not real. Nothing has achieved that. Right. Like it's really hard to do by ethanol has been around for decades and it's still the majority market is North America. Right. And that's because yeah. we grow the most corn for the most part. So it's like, okay. So what, I, um, what's your, your, I just made you King of formula one. Yeah. So, oh, well, before we, before we get to that, what about this fucking crypto thing? Yeah. It, it's the, the, well, how do they, the, the nets, the, the, they're taking money. From the two big, like Mordor and Voldemort, <laughs> like they're they're so they're trying to be carbon footprint, and they're shaking hands with Voldemort and Satan, in, yeah, in, in Aramco and crypto and cryptos and 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 and, and correct crypto's bad for the environment because the servers that it takes to like keep the blockchain like we don't we don't it's as bad it's as bad as literal mining used to be except there's no fucking cave-ins and none of these guys die because it requires unfortunately requires so much energy to keep the like information because to keep the servers running running. it requires so so much energy just to keep the servers running that it's like actually worse for the environment than anything else yes just using so much energy how bad is crypto for the environment the the thing that i found was that every for every one dollar in bitcoin market value that's created um if you use like a social cost of carbon 35 cents uh in global climate damages occur so a third of every dollar that's made is bad you know (laughs) so like yeah it's not great and it's and again like crypto.com facebook like or meta um a lot of these tech companies are just using carbon offsets right like to like ad nauseum to just like make sure that they're they can say they're carbon neutral also on on satan and voldemort satan voldemort stefano dominicali fuck mary kill (laughs) (laughs) this is why this is why he's on the pod um, definitely fucking Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> what that nose do? <laughs> Voldemort can kind of get it. Voldemort can kind of get it. Why he kind of? That's there's like a new like like um TikTok comment that's like when you see someone who's just like not, not traditionally attractive and then but there's something about yeah, them. Yeah. No, Voldemort. So, kinda... so then, then the comments are all, why he kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why Voldemort kind of nice though? <laughs> um. Fuck no! I think I fuck Mordor, just to kind of you know one pump, one pump chump. Do you fuck the eye? I fuck the eye. Do you fuck that? <laughs> just fuck go that? out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> <laughs> and At least Satan. someone's watching you. You can't yeah, turn the kill, lights off there. Yeah, kill Satan. How about you? Yeah, I. I mean, yeah, I would. I would fuck Stefano though for like the the paddock passes and like, <laughs> whatever could come with that. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, kill, kill Sauron, Mordor, and then, yeah, marry Satan, yeah. obviously. Um, but yeah, so I think like, yeah, these co- corporations, right? It's, it's very much like, yes, you, you have a great plan. We love that you're going to try to do this, but like also, who are you working with to do it? And what's their track record? You know, right. Because I mean, the Aramco, I mean, they, they've been notorious for tanking all of these deals. In, yeah, in Copenhagen, I think it was, and yeah, and also like right recently, like this year in the UAE, in, in the UAE, they haven't been good faith partners. And uh, now here's a question. right. So the, here's another question. A lot of this corporate, like we're going to be net zero. Look at us. Look how well we're doing. I feel like it, I could be wrong. Is it a lot of it? Like, don't worry about us, government. We got it. Do not step in. Which gov? When you have a global, because I know that, like, I mean, China's meeting its Paris has been, you know, the United States is like Paris. They're doing better than we are. Paris, what's Paris? We don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Never heard of her. Um, Paris, Texas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, China, China, China has been honoring their. They've been trying to honor their agreements, and um, certain governments have intermittently been trying to institute efforts to reach the 1.5 whatever the fuck now degrees at what point does a government step in and say enough of this like 20 years ago but like (laughs) and like never and (laughs) i mean is there is there never a world where 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 um a government regulates any of these industries no, that, that that's my literally my job is to convince government that they should regulate these industries. And they do, right? And there are certain governments that do. Um, in America, it's done much more at a state level than a federal level. But like, yeah, people are trying. And that is providing F1? pretty significant solutions. W- w- oh, yeah. Who would, I mean, who would F1 fall under? Okay. I, I, international waters. Like, it's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> Anything goes here, baby. <laughs> Anything goes. <laughs> I wonder where the organization, like where, where F1 is like, you know, yeah. it's like like red flags has like a yeah a, a place cor- where yeah. we're from like yes. a corporate yeah exactly address. Panama. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Like, what government would decide to be like, okay, you are creating this much because well, also, but it, but is F one even like like on a radar when it comes to that? Like, are there much bigger? I, I mean, you you would you would think, but F one. It's the traveling but circus. It's a lo- but it's a locus of all these fucking evildoers, right? But it's it's but, all the car manufacturers and all the oil producers. They're all like fucking in this one place. It's 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 right. the eyes wide shut right here. So if I'm the government, if I'm a government. Issa says F1 headquarters are in London. 
There you go. There you go. Yes. But it's owned by Liberty. Yeah. yeah. F1 headquarters. Oh, right. But now they're owned by Liberty Media. But I think that that the company still probably has. Uh, Who the fuck knows? So. So yeah, this this eyes wide shut thing happening between the suppliers of the oil, the 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 makers of the cars. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's 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 not unique to F1, right? It's it's there's a real challenge in regulating global companies, which is why uh, that are like have supply chains that exist across like all continents and like uh, things that happen everywhere. Like that's why these international climate talks are so important, right? Because if you can get countries to all agree on targets and then regulate them for their unique circumstances in a way that inevitably reaches carbon zero you know zero emissions then that that's the inevitable goal there right but like it's very challenging right well i saw a commercial like literally today and it was a honda commercial and it was like net net zero by 2050 and it was like honda's going for net zero by 2050 so that's a more achievable goal right and by yeah by what well yeah like how does that like yeah well yeah it's it how much are you buying trees that don't need protecting you know and like there's a lot of issues with that i mean the, the carbon offsets thing has resulted in like some really poor outcomes in some places like they've like displaced people because they wanted to like build a forest right. or something like that and then you know farmers are like wait what happened so like in essence the the key is just cut emissions as quick as you can and as fast like you know right now global emissions are climbing they have yet to peak and start to go down we're still going up Mom, you know? i have a great idea what if we bring back COVID? <laughs> yeah, wasn't COVID, like, wasn't COVID the best thing like that ever awesome happened to the environment in the last 50 years? It, it did a bit like in the very short term, like over a couple of months time span. But the post like post COVID effects on climate emissions are harrowing. You know, we've seen emissions spark like a lot because so we everyone like trying to make up for it. Yeah, everyone's, yeah, they're, everyone they're, was they're, just they're, trying they're, to get they're out they're there. Car, uh, carbon buybacks. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta yeah. go to Vegas, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was in my I was in my house for a year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Portugal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> I'm going to Lisbon. So got a Gen Z intern editing this. Right. She's you know. Yes. Give her some. Give her, Give her some fucking hope. It's right. Such a, totally. So so depressing. <laughs> yeah. Totally. It's just been so depressing. What can What What can be done? Well, a lot can be done, like right now. Like we can do a lot to cut carbon emissions. We need to start using more renewable energy. We need to stop emitting so many tailpipe pollutants and find decarbonization pathways that are like work and are scalable, which do exist, right? Like some people estimate that we can decarbonize 80% of the economy now, right? We have done not even a, like a fraction of that right and how do you decarbonize how do you, decarbonize? How do, you do that so i i from what i've heard is we are carbon how can i decarbonize myself stop breathing um i think that so there's there's this idea right like it's so wim hof is bad for the environment wim hof is bad <laughs> wim hof is bad for the environment <laughs> it's not just corp yeah yeah you may as well shoot a polar bear every time you do wim hof <laughs> <laughs> Um, No, so there are a lot of things that we can do, right? We can stop burning coal. We can stop burning oil. We can replace those with renewable energy sources and how we power our grid. We can use energy efficient technology to power our homes and our buildings. We can like what? Like what energy? Like, give me an example. Like, I mean, I'm not an energy efficiency expert, but there's a lot of things like our grid in the U.S. is very old, right? We can update it with modern technology that better like regulates how much we're using. We can like a lot of our homes better. Yeah. <laughs> build back better is maybe what you're thinking of. Build back better. Yeah. Build back better. 
just hey, hey, it still rolls off the teeth. <laughs> Build back better. Um, so, so like we can do things now to do that, and then on the transportation side, right? Like passenger vehicles are the largest source of emissions. A lot of them are very electrifiable at the moment, and especially when we look over the next ten to fifteen years, we can do a lot to switch to electric vehicles, but also do all the things around it, right? And at the same time, we can do a lot to like create a less car-centric society, right? We can like build more transit, we can build more walking, more biking, bring people closer together. Um, That's never going to happen in LA, Mahal. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Oh, well, you ever rode the bus in LA? You feel like a bum. Yeah, I've, I've you feel like a literal wanted bum. to throw up. I like, well, just because I get nauseous <laughs> on buses, but that's a different thing. <laughs> wow, wow. I get nauseous on, on buses, buses wanting to put more buses. <laughs> <laughs> other people. Other people. Wait, but, okay, so this is, I guess, when it, when, whenever these conversations happen, I think the thing the thing that happens or the the hold up is like at what point do these things feel like they're implementable like like can you you can implement them now and there won't be that much of a shake up to like the everyday life versus like a more like overhauling you know like as it's hard to put the canary back in the coal mine yeah whatever the, <laughs> what is it. Is that it's hard to called? put the cat back in the bag. What, do you, or, what is the what is that term? It's like once it's out, you can't put it back in. The cat, cats out of the bag. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. Cats out of the bag. Like when it I comes think, to from what I understand, like car, like 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 cars being the dominant yeah. form of transformation in, in, in the United States. Definitely, it's going to be really difficult to like turn that boat around for sure. Like, and now we're going to like a national rail grid. Like, you could take the train. Yeah, to, we'll just be Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Y- yeah. I, that's. Yeah, obviously that's difficult. I think the interesting thing is is the electric cars. That's very interesting. But then I've also heard all this stuff about how like those are that the mining that it takes to like make those batteries and 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 also not also like our phones is also fucking horrible and 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 ruining yeah. people's lives elsewhere as yeah, well. Those people just suck. <laughs> right. There's, it's like what are you just gonna just find oh, bad mean, things oh, about everything well yeah but there's like really big issues with the the supply chain and child slavery and like really poor outcomes in mining there's communities there's some really crazy shit happening yeah. when it comes to that wait but, so but, okay can, can we just can we just sit down for a second tesla good or bad <laughs> tesla more people driving electric vehicles is good for the environment like and and but remember right. brian what you were talking about earlier right like it's life cycle emissions right we have to look at everything we're doing across the thing and work to decarbonize every part of it i i think that tesla you know i have complicated feelings about it because i'm not a big elon musk fan but i uh right you know it's it's done a good job of creating a market for electric vehicles and showing that this like technology can be used at scale and we don't need to change much right but in the end right brian like no one's asking for change overnight we do need to do a lot and we need to do it rapidly right but like if we have to like inevitably we're going to need to live in a society that doesn't emit carbon anymore and we need to like live in a in a place that does everything it can to be as least carbon intensive as possible that means some structural changes. You can think about it in the t- in the context of a long-term change. But like even if you s- steer the ship 5% now, we might end up in a very different place in 30 years, right? And that has the potential to make a really big impact in the long term. So you 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 have to be thinking at that scale, but also we have to cut emissions very quickly, and there are things that we can do to do that, right? We can stop burning oil, we can stop burning gas, we can like use cars like we can use electric vehicles, we can transition other parts of the economy. Matt, what you were saying about like, you know, we or one of you were saying about like building a national rail network and all those things, right? I think in that way, it's a lot uh, like 
the way we travel, like if we get into the way you do everyday travel, like there are aspects of your behavior that you could change that would reduce that, right? But in the end, what it's going to take is that 5% now. Let's change how we're building infrastructure. Let's start to right now plan for the next 30 years of how we're building out things and begin to build more, you know, pedestrian friendly things. Start to zone in a way that like favors decarbonized modes of transportation. And then inevitably people's behavior will change over scales, right? Like we made the switch from horse-drawn carriages to vehicles like so quickly, right? Like over like a decade. And like we can do the same thing now, right? So you're saying Lime scooters are a good thing. Yeah, it's funny. My roommate works for Lime. Um, (laughs) I can't talk shit right now. He'll hear me. Um, No, Lime scooters (laughs) are a good thing, right? Because theoretically what you're doing is you're avoiding a car trip, and that's not gas burned and emitted into the atmosphere. That's good. Now we can talk about all the ways they're misused and the bad things they do for maybe safety and those other things, but from a purely carbon perspective, every time you don't use your car and you use another way to get around – it's good. Mm. Now, I'm not telling you to stop using a car. Don't come for me. Do whatever you want to do with your car. But like, you know, right. we're going to need to make some structural changes to really be able to hit so these has, goals. So like the work from home, now that everyone's working from home, like post-COVID, has that like, I mean, there, there's, it's probably like a, affected in other ways, but people commuting to and from work has probably gone down a fairly significant amount in the last like three or four years. Yeah. There's, you know, like... Uh, why did I think that uh, most of carbon was most of carbon emissions was heating just energy, just powering things, keeping the lights on? Yeah, that does cause a lot. It, I mean, buildings are like one of the largest sources of carbon emissions, but transportation in the U.S. is the largest. Yeah, really. Yeah. Hmm. So okay. So, so what, then, I, 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 going back into to Formula One, within like, it, would. Because as you kind of are seeing it, this like this drop in, you know, new fuel seems like it might be just like a feather in their cap and won't necessarily have like an actual real world impact. Would because it seems like if you're going to be the innovator of the space, if you're going to be like this is the innovator of the space, you know, we we go first and then it trickles down into like your your you know Honda Civic. But first, it starts on track with Max Verstappen. Is electric, like, is is it turning into Formula E? Like, is that the move down the line? Because is there a way where there's, you know, as... Because it's more and more companies are doing this. Like, Ford is, Ford's has their new electric car coming out. Like, every car... At one point, it was only Prius. Like when the Prius came out, right? That was like, holy shit. And it was the only one. For, and it was lame. And it was lame. And now it's like, and Elon Musk is like doing his best to be like, look at my cool truck, guys. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> all right. Great Elon like, impression. For sure, King. <laughs> and he's hitting it with a look, fucking Look, Joe sweat. Rogan shot a fucking like a, a, a crossbow at it. Isn't it cool? Guys? Like, that's the vibe. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you're going to blackmail me with money? Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. You know? Go off king. But like, it, it's now economically viable and it's now prudent for these companies to, in order to like keep up, they have to have their own electric vehicles. Yeah. Now it's like mainstream. Which I think you would probably say, despite even though it has like th- that, th- like these those cars have, you know, their own shortcomings you would say that as a net positive right? yeah the life cycle emissions of an ev are lower than the life cycle emissions of a regular vehicle same size same 
like everything. Yeah, you were singing Elon's praises. Go ahead. I I, I was just I, I was saying that <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that I was singing Elon's praises, but I, I would say that <laughs> Tesla and all those wonderful engineers who are unsung heroes have done a great job. <laughs> of he uh, that shit himself. Yeah, it, with with his own two hands. He walked the. Floor. He did it in his garage. He slept. Sometimes he would sleep on the floor. Wow. To, get them to meet those quotas. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, look, um, like EVs yeah. overall net positive for the environment. Happy with them. Yeah. We can, I think, when Brian, to your question earlier, being like, yeah. will F1 inevitably become Formula E? I think that their intention is not to do that. Like, if you listen in press conferences and stuff, especially, like, earlier in the year, Christian was like, I think the internal combustion engine is going to live forever. You know what I mean? And, like, they were talking about how they're going to find the sustainable fuel that can, like, do all the things and, and keep the internal combustion engine alive. So, and also, Formula E has a license on it, I think, until, like, the late 2030s. So, nothing anytime soon. But what Formula One can and is doing, which I admire and I think is a good step forward, is that they've changed their engine regulations for 2026. And what they've done is they've increased the battery size. They've changed their like calculations for how you measure the efficiency of the engine and made it so that like within the regulations, the engines they make have to be more efficient and use overall less energy while still providing the same amount of power, right? And that's really where the value of like a series like F1 can come in. They're building these really complex mechanical engineering type pieces right and if they can find certain things or innovate on certain aspects that create really high level efficiencies then we can just use less overall right like in the end a formula one engine is running at like a 50 percent thermal efficiency a road car is at like 19 percent right they're they're using a much more efficient engine now an f1 car uses about like six miles a gallon of gas but like in in the same vein, if you can port that over to performance vehicles, to normal road cars, to fix like to improve on the hybrid systems like they've done over the past several years, it can have really big impacts. So even if the fuel isn't as great as we want it to be, especially in the short term, give them enough time, there's the potential to make a really big difference. Um, and I think it's we, we can only judge them off of what they're planning to do and then look back afterwards. But that's not that's not. But if we do that, we might be too late. We might be too late. We might be underwater by that time. Definitely. Be like, oh, they didn't nail that one. They didn't nail that engine rag. Yeah. There's <laughs> there's an aspect they of- can't total, We can't afford to total wolf this one. <laughs> Our lives are in the balance. Yeah, I would not have Toto running the global climate talks and ideas just have them write a letter yeah <laughs> when we're under fucking water we are so sorry the planet is <laughs> dying the, the world luis come on <laughs> you can do it come planet. on water stop <laughs> go down yeah the ice caps melting is like a limiting belief. It's, like your, <laughs> it's just your attitude. You just have to believe that you don't have to melt. How much? How much water are they wasting? You know, washing their hands every time they, you know, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Though, if you, you know, if you really want Toto to like do some good stuff for you, he's like he's the front man, being like, "This is the like you have to do this." Yeah. And then people are like, "Yes, I do have to do that because they'll just, you know." But not the red flag spot. Not, I, us. I, I, not us. Not us. Not the red like, flags. <laughs> I feel like the reason they're not going electric is because there's no money in electric. There's a lot of money in electric vehicles right now. They're like very, very profitable. And like they're 
Whoa, there's no money. There's no like oil money being hurled at you. I totally, yeah. In terms of sponsors, right. yeah. Who's gonna sponsor? Who's wait? Who's sponsoring Formula E? Oh, I have no idea. Fucking, fucking Dogecoin. Fucking do- the vacuum cleaner that always breaks that I have. <laughs> what's the what's the Brit? What's that fucking? Uh, yeah. Um. God, the shitty vacuum. The most over Dyson. Dyson. Yeah. My fucking Dyson. It's just an empty hole. And you're like, <laughs> well, like but, but but there is a prop. There's profit to be made in that sector. There's profit yeah. to be made. In that, like like Ford wouldn't be coming out. They're all electric. Vehicles. Definitely. These other companies would be like falling into line of doing electric cars if there wasn't profit. Oh, there's money to be made in the market. Right. But I'm saying for Formula One. Yeah. Right. For like sponsorship and for like people to get involved. The, there's no daddy like oil daddy. Yeah. No daddy like oil daddy. Oil daddy would make the best Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> the thing is the thing is they've only formula one has only had the most evil daddies because the, the daddies right. that wrote the playbook were the tobacco were the taba- uh, of the tobacco. like <laughs> yeah tobacco. alcohol and tobacco alcohol really tobacco. And tobacco yeah but they wrote the playbook of like this shit isn't bad this shit's fine right climate change we're not ch- the right. the climate's global warming. It's cold out. Thank you for smoking. Thank yeah. you for smoking. This is good for your health. This is good for your health. Yeah, but, you know, for years there was climate denial. Definitely, and then, oh, yeah, yeah, this still is right. right Definitely, a hundred percent. The the hubris to think that we humans can change the weather. What are we gods? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I saw that on TV recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, no, it's yeah. I'm like, but there could be a electric daddy <laughs> who makes it's Musk. Like, yeah, yeah, it's unfortunately like it's Musk. Elon that would Musk suck. is the biggest. He's electric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Electro if, daddy. If Elon Musk came into Formula One, I think we would all hate ourselves. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> it would kind of be. Wait like a minute, the best I would love it. You want to know why? Because Total Wolf couldn't throw his dick around like he was the <laughs> richest, most badass guy. That, you know what I mean? He couldn't be the genius anymore. Yeah. Like Total Wolf would start speaking, and then and then and then Elon Musk would speak, and he'd have to be like, "Fuck, he's like," because by his own measure of by his own metrics of of what success is, <laughs> yeah, Elon's this is, better. This is also like a classic you thing where you're like you're 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 cutting off your nose to spite your face. <laughs> you know? Like when you were like when you were like getting mad, you were like you were getting. <laughs> what do you mean? It, it was like when 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 in the race after Vegas. Um, what was after Vegas? Was it Abu Dhabi? Yeah, in yeah. Abu Dhabi, when it was like you were you were saying that like you know Carlos Sainz like crashed and it was because of the track. Like you were you were trying to say that like it wasn't Sainz's fault to make to to prove your point that Vegas was awesome. <laughs> saying something nice about Sainz, and you were like, no, like oh, this is like my catch twenty two. <laughs> like, if Musk was in, you're like yes, it would make Toto look bad, but then all of a sudden you have to like then deal with Elon Musk. <laughs> Then you have like another, you know, you have a new person to hate. Mm, yeah, that's true. It's like, but I, I, I to, to me, it's like that's a perfect place for a guy like that because I'm just like, yeah, just, just, just be here. Yeah, just stop doing stuff in the rest of the world. Yeah, just that's a, it, it, it. Trump just own a Formula stop, One team. Stop turning <laughs> off Starlink in Ukraine and and just fucking focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on racing. Yes, I mean, I feel like I've, I feel like I've learned some stuff today. I feel like what I don't know. I mean, what what what, what else? What 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 do we got? What else do we need to know no, about? What else do we need to know about net about Formula One? About Formula One and 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 how it 
what role it has to play. Because I think everyone in their idealized minds, if you're really thinking romantically about Formula One. Always do. Which like, you know, it is this thing where you think like, you got, you know, y'all make the innovations and then we we all get to benefit from it. And so I, I guess what I'm taking away from this conversation is that they're like, there still could be progress made in that department. It's not as pie in the sky. It's not as like, you know, doughy eyed as what they're saying is possible, which is like shooting for the stars, yeah. especially considering who's involved in like baking that cake. But that there's still opportunity for Formula One to be leaders in the space to make technical, you know, innovations that can benefit everyone and can benefit the client Definitely. in general. Also, you know, if you're going to do that, you got to put your if you're if that's really going to be an initiative that you take, you have to put your money where your mouth is and adjust your schedule so that you as an organization are being as conscious of your output as possible. Definitely. As well. And the tire blankets. Right. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what are we it's talking like, about? The tire, the tire blankets feels like it's this, like, it's this random, just like, and cares? then the tire. It's like, that's, and that's, it's interesting because that's the, like, it's things like that that become, like, the things that people focus on that you kind of lose the large yeah, plot. Definitely. You focus on this thing that means fucking nothing. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Like my dad, my dad's relationship with, with, um, Climate is one that's kind of interesting because in, in the 70s, no, like in the 70s, my dad was like the only one recycling of all of his friends. Before like anyone, there weren't recycle bins. It was just the trash, okay? There wasn't, you didn't get fined in San Francisco if you didn't put your food waste in the fucking one basket, okay? It was like, there was just the trash. And my dad was like super into it. He saved all of his newspapers. He would tie them up with fucking string and he would bring it to the place where you were supposed to bring it before it was cool. And then he like did a little bit of research on it and read some shit on it and was like, me doing this means fucking jack shit to like what's ultimately happening. And like, and like I put this thing here and then it goes into the same place anyway. Right. So there is like this this kind of like petty fogging that can like happen with within like dialogue around this space definitely where you kind of get shamed for eating meat or you get like you know i feel like we're kind of past that but there was a whole period of time over like the last 10 years where it was like oh like i guess you hate the environment because (laughs) you're like doing that i was yeah i got asked uh when i was in college i was saying to be an environmental engineer someone sitting across me went how can you call yourself an environmental engineer if you're eating a burger right now i was like yeah right oh really good um there's like (laughs) But I, I totally hear what you're saying, right? We're losing the forest for the trees. Um, right. In reality, we're cutting down the other half of the forest. But like the the idea being that like you were worrying about tire blankets, but all of your hospitalities have a diesel generator out back that you're running for 24 right. hours, right? Like yeah. right. maybe don't right. do that. Yeah, and 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 it's things like that, right? Like let's let's look at the big, and this is what we talked about in climate policy. It's like what are the big hitters? Let's try and get, let's go for the megatons. Let's like try and like reduce as much carbon as possible. Find the things that are doing the most part of it and reduce it, right? And like what F one can do there is improve its logistics by their own admission. It's their highest carbon intensity piece of the puzzle, um, and like they can do a lot that can help move the needle i think for themselves but also like you said in innovation um but in the end i think like anyone who's interested in the topic right like or wants to take this conversation elsewhere i think always remember that like you're not going to get anywhere by worrying about the single gram of carbon that like is getting lost in a entire sea of tons and tons of fossil fuels burning all the time 
right? Let's not take our eye off the ball. Like in the end, we know what the biggest things are. And in the end, we know what to do about them, at least in the next 20 years. So why don't we do it? Subscribe to the Patreon. Subscribe, Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon. Become a daddy of the pod. This is, for gen- this is for general admission. Yeah. This is for just your fucking passerby. But this is Daddy Muhammad. Thank you, thank you so, so much, much for coming on. Hey, thanks yeah. for having this is, me. It was, it was really nice to do an episode where I learned something yeah. and didn't just make other people d- dumber. <laughs> <laughs> this was really, this yeah. was really yeah. great. Thanks so much for coming on. Really. Yeah, thanks for having um, me, guys. Yeah, and thank you for being, you know. Thank you for being our for father. Being a daddy. Of course. And, you know, we've really enjoyed, you know, uh, get, you know, we met in Chicago when we were there for the Red Bull show run and just immediately we were like, yes, Daddy Muhammad's the shit. Yeah. yeah. We thought Daddy Muhammad was yeah. the shit, but yeah. now, we're, now it's good. Yeah. Shout out to all the listeners. If you become a daddy and are in the comments enough, you can make friends with uh, whoever you want to make. <laughs> so just do what you need to do. You know, how the, you know how this goes. Will you honor us with a goodbye, Vanka? Oh, this is just an honor of a lifetime. Goodbye, Vanka. <laughs> goodbye, yes. Vanka. Goodbye, Vanka.